Welcome to the Run, Eat, Repeat podcast, sharing a rundown of tips and strategies to live healthier and happier in a fun way. Now, here's your host, Monica Olivas. Today, I'm sharing 11 nonfiction books that are a really interesting mix. The list includes books that can be considered among the best ever written. There are interesting stories, sad ones, and funny books. Basically, something for everyone. And I'm trying this new thing. Review in two. I'm going to try and review all the books in two minutes or less. And that's each individual book, not the entire list, because I definitely wouldn't be able to do that, but I'm going to try to keep it bullet points and we'll see how it goes. In case you're new here, I'm Monica Olivas, the creator of runeatrepeat.com, a running recipe and healthy living website I created about 10 years ago to document my first marathon training and weight loss journey. That little hobby grew an amazing following online and social media, and now it's this podcast. Thank you so much for listening. You can follow at runerepeat on Instagram for more and check out runerepeat.com for show notes and links to everything mentioned today. Now let's start with a warm up. Okay, I have two updates and a favorite to ask for today's warm up. First, I have the Samsung Galaxy Note phone. I love it. I'm very happy with it. I've always had an Android phone. I have never used an iPhone. I don't know how to work one. If I had to switch to an iPhone, I would probably have to take a class. Like at the senior center, there are classes on how to use a computer, how to use a phone for people that are not up on technology. And I would have to sign up for that class to switch to an iPhone because I have no idea. I just know how to take a picture. If you hand me an iPhone, that is it. And it actually almost got me in a little bit of a pickle. It's a long story at a bar. It's confusing. We'll talk about it another day. But I wanted to try and use someone's phone when they walked away. There was a reason for this. It would have been funny, but it wasn't. Just like this story. Could have been funny, but it's not. The point is, I really wanted the Apple earpods, earbuds, I don't know, earbud, airpod, whatever it's called, the little wireless earphone things that iPhones have. And I was seriously considering maybe I should get an iPhone. Maybe I should start from scratch. I was also considering changing my phone number and just starting over. You know, I'm moving. I thought it would be a nice fresh start. But then I realized you still wouldn't be able to use that phone. You don't know how to use that phone. I was very close, very close to switching over, starting a new life. A new improved life, by the way, with my fancy earpods. I said earpods, by the way because at this point, I don't know what they're officially called. It's probably for the best that I didn't have to do that. Because by accident, I was walking through Costco. I wasn't walking through Costco by accident, but I spotted the Samsung Galaxy Buds. They are the wireless ear pods for Samsung phones. And I got them. And now I have been using them for about two weeks because I think I've mentioned them in the past and wanted to follow up for anyone interested. Highly recommend. I This has changed my life for the better. Mind you, I have already lost them. I've only lost them once, but I did. I threw one away because I got back from a run and... They were kind of sweaty and it says in the directions to clean them. Like, how are you supposed to though? It doesn't really say it just says clean them. So I put them in a paper towel and I kind of pat them very good to get any sweat off and sunblock too. And I somehow just threw away one. I crumpled it up in the paper towel. The point is don't do that. The second point is they have been working amazing for running And for anything else that I'm doing, obviously, you know, I don't think it would have been a, it's not a question if they worked to just listen while I am cleaning or walking the dog or whatever, but I have been using them for running and yeah, they work. They have not 
fallen out. There was one time when I had to adjust one. It did feel like it was falling out while I was on the phone. I accidentally hung up on my mom, but maybe that was just time. Maybe it was time for us to get off the phone. But so far, loving it, very happy with it. And yeah, if you are looking for a little wireless situation and you are an Android user, try those. Samsung Galaxy Buds, that's what they're called. These are my only buds. That and Diego, my buds. You guys too. Next update is a literal update. I have recently completely changed the runitrepeat.com homepage in an effort to make it easier to navigate because I feel like it was hard to search. If you knew, if you've been a longtime reader and you knew, I know Monica ran the XYZ race a while back. When was that? What did she say about it? I want to read the review or I think I saw her, she did a recipe about this. It's hard to find that. And I thought that was super not cool because I have a ton of content on the site. I have worked very hard. I've done a ton of races and took the time to take pictures and do a review and put links in there. And I want to make it easy for you to be able to use that information. What was the point of my life's work? This is my life's work. Dramatic much? No. So I updated the homepage to make it easier. And then shortly thereafter, I got a call from my sister-in-law and she says, so you mentioned that Diego got his I scratched the other day and you said, oh, there's a link in my bio. And I clicked on it from Instagram and she basically, long story short, said, this is shit. It was harder to figure out. It was not helpful. What's your problem? Noted. So basically, I it wasn't obvious where to find the blog. And the blog has a chronological order of my latest posts. So if you are catching up on Instagram. And even if it's from, you know, a week ago, the post isn't going to be super buried if there's just a way to see the blog posts like always. So I have updated that in, if you want to see the most recent posts, it's just under blog posts. It's not hard to find, but I'm also open to your suggestions and feedback. If you have checked it out recently and just realized this is kind of a pain or this is easier or actually what would be most helpful is something else, let me know because most people are looking at the site on their phones. I feel like that's where I am looking at everything. So I'm just trying to make it easier. And if in an effort to do that, it made it harder, give me a heads up, please. And thank you. I would super appreciate it. But yeah, that's where we are with all of that. And number three for the warm up, I'm supposed to ask you for a favor. I was wondering if you could give me a ride to the airport next Tuesday at 5 a.m. No, too much to ask. Okay, I will Uber it, but maybe another favorite option would be to leave a 5K review on the Run It Repeat podcast or a five star, you know, that works too. And, or tell someone about the show because those things are important. So please subscribe. I super appreciate you listening. And I am starting two episodes a week pretty soon where I'm going to do a quick episode and then a normal episode. And yeah, I would just appreciate the support and I feel like that's the best way to connect, to see that. And also tag me on Instagram with what you're doing while listening. All right. I feel like we're properly warmed up. I feel like that was a lengthy warm up. We're ready to get into it. Let's go. This is a list of the nonfiction books that I have read slash listened to recently, and I'm going to try to keep the review short. So more information and links to all of these titles will be on runnyrepeat.com, so you can check it out there. All of these books are available on Audible, so if that is your jam, you can check it out. 
Now, the rating scale for reference is a scale of one to five. One being, I didn't like it. I didn't really want to finish it. I wouldn't recommend it. Two is assigned reading. Basically, I feel like it is not something I am super enjoying, but I am continuing to move through and finish it. But it's kind of reluctantly. Three is okay. Either, and sometimes it's go K as I call it. It's like good slash okay, depending on the part. Go K. It is a good story sometimes, but not written amazing or an okay story, but it's written very well. So somewhere in there. Four is good. I liked it. I would recommend it for sure. And five is great. I loved it. And I won't just recommend it, but I will basically force it on anyone and everyone I come across for 13.1 days after reading or listening to this book. So I will tell anyone, I'll tell the grocery store clerk, I will tell a little kid going door to door to sell candy. Does anyone do that anymore? I don't know, because I wouldn't mind if someone knocked on my door to sell candy. Maybe ice cream, a cupcake. Anyways, I tell everyone about this book. So there's that. But let's get into the list. And to note, these are not in any particular order. So they're not my favorite to least favorite, but it does seem like my more favorites are towards the top now that I'm kind of skimming through this. And uh, But they all have a number rating, you know? And books are like art. So even though I am rating them this way, you might have a different opinion. And that is okay. Because we can like different things and still be friends. Yay. Okay, first book. Born a Crime, Stories from a South African Childhood by Trevor Noah. This rating is a 4.6, 4.67. I thought this book was great. It's getting very close to a five here. I really loved it. I thought it was super interesting. I don't know a lot about growing up in South Africa. I grew up in South California or Southern California as it is most often called. I think it's amazing because it's really interesting and he hits on a lot of very serious topics and experiences, but in a comedic way. So if you're not careful, I almost think the the realities of it can get lost on you because there have been books, memoirs, stories that I have heard or read that are very dark and you kind of need a minute and you want to cry or you do cry or after you finish a part of it, you're like, whoa, I need a drink or I need to, you know, listen or watch something kind of lighthearted. And I think he is talking about just as serious of situations, just as I want to cuss right here. And I'm trying to cut back on that. But it basically is bullshit. I still did it. So there's that. I have no self-control. The title, spoiler alert, Born a Crime is a reference to the fact that it was against the law for people of different races to be in relationships, to have a baby. And his mom is black and his dad is white. And having him is a crime in and of itself. He's born a crime. That is, I mean, I don't have the language to express what BS that is. And the realities of what that was like, right? For his mom and for him. But the way he tells it, there's a ton of comedic relief and he's the one reading it and he's super adorable and charming. 
I'm picturing his dimple right now. It is cute. Not that you can see that as you're listening or reading the book, but I'm just saying he is adorable. It's a really good book. A lot of different stories from his life. Super, super interesting. And yeah, I think he, it's just, it's it's great perspective. And I thought it was a really good book. So recommend, and I hope he writes more books because I want to know what happened next. Book number two, Becoming by Michelle Obama. I rate this a five because she also read this. I just couldn't get enough of this. I thought it was super interesting, the behind the scenes of how her life changed from before the White House to moving into the White House, all of that. I now kind of am obsessed and want to watch documentaries and read every first lady's memoir of what, what this, what now you have a escort to take your kids to school. I just, it's all super just the, just the level of life change from one day to the next almost just seems so wildly interesting and overwhelming. And she just handles a lot of very challenging situations with a lot of grace. She's, I was, I was into it. I'm a fan and I super, super recommend it. Five. Next. Educated by Tara Westover, rating a five. Amazing book. Heartbreaking. So just a heads up, there are parts of this book that are upsetting. And there was one particular part where I was running. There was actually multiple parts. There were multiple parts of this book that I had to stop. And I made notes because all of these books, as I'm listening to them, whether I am running or cleaning or walking Diego or I don't know what, I stop and I'll make notes when it seems like this is something I want to talk about. This is something I want to reference when I do a review. I'm trying to wrap all those up into the, this cute little two-minute review package now. I'm not even checking the time. I was going to give myself a timer, but I think that would just be distracting. It would actually be funny if I had a timer that I didn't see, but as soon as it beeped, I just stopped talking, like no matter where I was. So I didn't really try to rush it, but it just cut me off. Like award show music, i to work on that for next time. But this is an amazing book, but the stories, it's a great book. There are parts of it that are upsetting. And that, like I said, I had to stop. I made a note of, and sometimes I just made a note that this book right here, this part, and I would note it. I don't want to give a ton of spoilers, but it was, I mean, it's really upsetting because it's a true story. This really happened to this girl. And I also am a fan of this book because It was more, a lot of the other memoirs, obviously, you know, Michelle Obama's older than me. I feel like I'm more close in age to Tara Westover. So some of her references and things, I felt like I just got more. I don't know. There was like a, it was even that much more kind of emotional, this connection of the different references when she goes to college and stuff. And it was very well said. It was very well written said because I listened to it, not read it. But I thought it was an amazing book, except let me give a really the worst spoiler. It's not the worst, actually, because she dealt with a lot. But one of the things that was super upsetting to me, and I think this was also one of the times where I text, or I might have did an Instagram story, and I was like, what the heck just happened in this book? Because it's a very popular book. But her brother, again, this is a spoiler, so you can just jump forward a couple minutes. Her 
brother kills his dog named Diego and like stabs him, stabs the dog. Effed me up. Like I'm just running. I'm just listening to, I'm just trying to get my stupid midweek eight miler in and my dog is named Diego and I had already had it with that guy in the story before this. And again, this is not a story. This really happened. Like it's not a fake story. I don't know what to call it. I don't want to say fairy tale, but this really happened and I'm upset about it. Next, it's a great book though. So there's that. Recommend, highly recommend. In a similar fashion, the next book is The Glass Castle by Jeanette Walls. My mom had told me about this book a long time ago. It had been compared, I read Educated First. And when I had heard about Educated, I think a lot of people mentioned it similar to saying, like similar to the glass castle in the fashion of the glass castle. It was compared to the glass castle, which was a book that had already been recommended to me, highly recommended, but I hadn't read yet. So I read it because I was in that same vibe and I had really, as much as the other book was upsetting, I did really enjoy it. And I thought it was a really good book. So glass castle rating a five as well. I listened to this book. This is a little asterisk side note situation. Um, The person that reads this book in Audible sounds a lot like my mom's, like a friend of my mom's, a family friend that I grew up with. This person has been around my entire life. And that was a little distracting. Like to think about it now, I kind of laugh because I was like, why is so-and-so reading this book? It just was such a distraction. They sounded so alike. Anyways, on another note, again, a heartbreaking book, just parts of it, very frustrating. Yeah. And listening, reading, whatever you want to call it, these books back to back, it got confusing at points because there were parallels with basically having a very challenging childhood where both of these girls' parents weren't going to get parent of the month. If there was such a thing, they were not employee of the month or whatever it is. They weren't doing a great job and it was very frustrating and challenging. And so they're, children had to be scrappy and figure it out. And it being a true story, it just was that much more heart-wrenching at times because these are real kids that this is, that are, you know, kind of, now they're removed from the situation and they're telling the story, but it's frustrating because you think that was really crappy. And then it also makes me think, Are there kids around me that are in similar crappy situations and I'm just oblivious because it seems like sometimes you, you think what there, wasn't there an adult around? Wasn't there a teacher? Wasn't there someone that could have recognized the level of, this isn't just, I mean, no one's perfect, right? This isn't just like a less than a a quirky mom or dad, this crossed a line. And so it makes me think how, am I being aware of the little kids around me and kind of being an advocate for them? So that's some deep stuff, right? And then the book I listened to after that was Small Fry by Lisa Brennan Jobs. And this wasn't ideal in comparison. So the last two books, The Glass Castle, Educated, both rate of five, very well-written, very interesting stories, and they get you in the guts, in the feel guts of your heart. That's a thing. Um, 
this book, so to listen to this book next was a disservice. It kind of reminds me of, you know, if you watch the Olympics and it's one of these sports where there is a judge, basically, or judges, right? A panel of judges that can, on some level, they have some room to chime in. It's, uh, you know, even if they are supposed to judge things, get certain points for this, take off different points for that in ice skating, there is still this aspect to it that is their own scale. And oftentimes you don't want to go first in a competitive sport like that because it's thought that judges are harsher towards the beginning because they don't know what they're going to see. And so they're expecting a five stars to be perfection. And maybe no one's showing up with five stars that day, but they in their head have this idea of what a five is and they're not just handing it out. And then as they see everyone perform, they're like, oh, well, no one was perfection. Maybe my scale is a little off. The point is when it comes to a rating like that, it does matter where in the lineup you perform. I was a cheerleader in high school. I know this is something that we talked about. You didn't want to go first in competition where you were just being judged. So this is relevant in that I think standing alone, I would have rated this book, Small Fry, higher. But coming off of those two books where those girls ladies now, whatever they are, however they identify, they'd seen some shit, some, some, they'd seen some shit. And that's an understatement, a complete understatement and downplay of it. But Lisa Brennan Jobs is Steve Jobs's daughter. This is her memoir. And it just, it wasn't, I mean, it's a completely different experience. As I got more invested in the book, I got more invested in her and I liked it more. But towards the beginning, I text my friend, Christine, who has a blog about books, talks about her reading list. She is a English teacher, I believe. And she just goes through a ton of books. She's very well-read and very articulate and amazing. I text her and I was like, what is up with this book? Like, yeah, save your problems. I just wasn't, I was, I was very not sympathetic. I'm an asshole. Okay. Full disclosure. I feel like I'm an asshole. I felt like an asshole, which is why I wanted to tell someone else to agree with me. So then I would be like, well, we're both assholes. So if you read or listen to that book, let me know if you are as well. But really in stepping away from it, the timing was unfortunate in the lineup. Her story is completely different. And I know from therapy and tons of self-help books and research on my own that you can't compare people's pain, people's experiences. Like everyone's heartbreak is their level 10 of heartbreak, right? Like everyone's pain is their own pain and you can't compare it. Well, this happened to someone and something relatively not as bad happened to someone else. That's not how it works. Like pain is pain, heartbreak is heartbreak. And so... I am kind of surprised at myself for that. But again, I think it was in part coming off of these very traumatizing childhoods and then listening to hers, which was her, her story was just different. And I feel bad, which is why this is turned into Catholic confession at this point. And someone I'll go say a rosary after this episode, but I didn't like the book at first in part, it was because of everything else that I had been listening to. So I rated it a 3.9. I think ultimately I would give it a four. It did make me super interested 
to learn about Steve Jobs. I didn't know really anything about him. I knew nothing about her and felt like as I was listening to the book, I actually, and she would reference her dad because I didn't know anything about him. I was kind of distracted by wanting to know more about him. And actually, after I was done with the book, I got his documentary or no, not his documentary. It's, there is also a documentary, but there is a movie with Kate Winslet that I watched. And I guess I didn't even hear about it. Where am I? You guys, like, what happened to me? How did I not know? This book was like nominated, not this book, the movie, I think it's just called Jobs. There's also one with Ashton Kutcher. That's not the one I saw. I saw the Kate Winslet one, by the way. I don't remember how I saw it. It might've been on Amazon Prime. Mm, I have Sling. I don't have regular cable. And I have the fire stick. So I just talked into my remote and I just said Steve Jobs movie and it popped up three options. And I picked the one that had been nominated for Academy Awards. That's the one I would recommend, by the way. Okay. But we're not talking about movies. We're talking about books. Let's go to the next one. Maybe You Should Talk to Someone by Lori Gottlieb. I rate this a 4.5. I thought this was a very easy, entertaining read. Flew it through it super fast. It is basically the story of a therapist that goes to therapy. So she's talking about her experience with therapy as she is processing a breakup. And then she talks about a couple of her clients. I thought it was really interesting. A little peek behind the curtain. Yeah, I liked it. I go to therapy. I wanted to know. I want my therapist to read. I want to be like, is this really like this for you? If you think about it, it would make sense for therapists to go to therapy because all day people are, what if you got a knock on your door? I I was going to knock, but it's going to do this whole thing. It's going to knock over my desk. Um, Also, I'm a very loud knocker and clapper. I think I have one of the loudest claps in the world. I haven't tested or researched this a ton, but... If you know anyone from Guinness Book and World Loudest Clapper is a thing, let me know. DM me, okay? And I will clap. You can hear me from wherever you are, anywhere in the world. It's science. The point is, I completely forgot my point, but I'm a fan of this book. I thought it was really interesting. And I... Oh, I was saying that <laughs> therapists have to go to therapy because all day people are knocking on their door and telling them traumatizing stuff. And sometimes it's dumb. It's just some redheaded Mexican coming in and being like, I think I'm the loudest clapper, but maybe I'm not. Imagine if that's what I talked about in therapy. Oh, I wish. I wish that was my problem. Anyways, I recommend this book. I dug it. I dug the heck out of it. I almost thought it was too short. I kind of wanted to hear more. So hopefully she'll do a part two. Next. Wait, did I rate that last book? Lori Gottlieb? I said 4.5. Now that seems a little high. I think I read that one before I read those other traumatizing books. Okay, next. Number seven. I might regret this. Essays, Drawings, Vulnerabilities, and Other Stuff by Abby Jacobson. And I rated this a 4.3. But then I said it was great. I really love this. My less than loved number rating is because I thought it was too short. And in part, this book, it says Essays, Drawings, Vulnerabilities, If you were to get a paper copy of this book, and I think when you get the Audible version, there's a PDF with the drawings, but I'm not going to look that up. That's not, I mean, now I might because I'm curious and I'm making a point of it, but I just wish it was longer. 
I like that it was very conversational. If you're not familiar, Abby Jacobson is part of the duo that were Broad City. It was a show on Comedy Central of these two girls. And out of the two girls, Abby, I'm the Abby of my friendship. If I had a friend, theoretically, one day, and I might, who knows, a girl can dream, right? If I had a friend, a best friend, I would be the Abby of the group, of the duo. Hello. But I mean, I feel like two people as a group to me at this point, I'm just hanging out by myself over here with Diego. So I already like her. I am a fan. The book is her taking a road trip to, it's after a breakup. She talks about a breakup, but she also talks a little bit about the season of Broad City shooting. And I just, I feel like it was very, it reminded me kind of of a blog on some level. It was these short stories along the way of her road trip and the cute little stuff that she sometimes sees. It is funny and entertaining and pretty light, easy breezy. I wanted more. Broad City has been canceled. So I preemptively already missed her. And then as if I know her, right? But I was bummed about the show ending. I'm a fan of the show and I wish this book was longer. Maybe she'll have a part two or something, but I thought it was entertaining, fun, easy breezy. I wish it was longer. I, but yeah, I liked it. I would recommend it. I, f- I wanted to say that I don't know how this works. So that's why I hesitated right there. But I am fairly positive that you can get audiobooks from the library. And I need to look into how to do this because this is a crap ton of books that I have just exchanged dirty green paper for. And when a book like this last one, I just literally run through in two days. Yeah, I need to be more efficient and smart about that. So someone knows how to rent audiobooks from their library. Um, I might need a little tutorial. You know, I'm just going to look it up and have to tell you guys, right? Okay, I'll do that next time, next time. Number eight, in a very sharp turn, on the vibe of books, Man's Search for Meaning by Viktor Frankl. Rating a five, this potentially is one of the most profound, amazing books you can get your hands on or get your ears on. I got this book a while back and I don't think I ever even downloaded it. It just was recommended and then it was recommended again. And more recently, I'm pretty sure I heard it from Gretchen Rubin from the Happier Podcast, her saying, if someone is asking for what is, if you could only recommend one book, what would it be? Even though she talks about books a lot, obviously that is a big thing. She's a big writer and she is a very avid reader. She recommends a lot of books. She loves children's literature. And I listened to, I was listening to her earlier today and she referenced another book. They were asking if there was one book that you gift, what is that book? But I'm pretty sure that it was like If there's one book, like, do you have a favorite book or do you have like a most important book? And she said, I'm pretty sure I might be making all of this up, which I don't even know, but I don't think I am. I think she said this book, like, no, because people assume, well, you read so much, you're not going to be able to name one book. And she said, yes, I can. It's this book, Man's Search for Meaning by Viktor Frankl. It is his stories and thoughts 
and kind of what he took from being in a concentration camp during the Holocaust perspective, yo, like if you are a complainer, get some perspective because if you're listening to this podcast, if you have a smartphone, if you have the ability to listen to books on your smartphone or go to a library and borrow these books, like you probably don't have it that bad in comparison. There are a lot of people that would want to trade with you what you got, you know? And this is another good reminder. And his perspective is amazing and so well said. And just, he's just very thoughtful about everything. Just like, it's very thought provoking, super, super thoughtful and just perspective. Like I, I can't, it just keeps things in perspective in the way he was watching and processing his peers, his fellow man in this just horrific situation. Again, I do not have the language to express like what complete shit this situation was. And he tells his story. He tells stories about it in a very, very amazing articulate way. And it's, it's important. So I rate that one a five. Highly, highly recommend. Number nine is The Road to Jonestown by Jeff Gwynn. And I rated this a 3.4. It does have a low rating. I think I might have mentioned this book when I mentioned my two-person book club, where I basically wanted to start a book club. And I have no Alana to my Abby. So I asked my guy friend to be in a book club with me. He was already reading this book. And I said, okay, I'll start reading it too. He's actually the one that introduced me to Audible. He has introduced me to a lot of good books. This is not one of them. Fun fact. So it is important to note that I think part of the reason I didn't like this book is it tells the story of this man, Jim Jones, and this church that he's starting. And so he's seems like he has good intentions. He's starting a church and he starts to get power hungry. But it's not particularly the most interesting thing I've ever heard. He's starting a church and he's becoming a dick. It's what happens sometimes. But... I think I would have thought it was more interesting because he ends up getting crazy with it and it turns into a cult. And then ultimately he moves them out of the country. If I would have realized that this was all part of this I don't want to say demise because it was like really like the rise of this leader. And then the ultimate demise is like a short part of the story because it it seems to happen. It it like dissolves very quickly when it starts to. But I didn't realize that this was that story. I have heard of cults. I have heard of these mass suicide situations. I didn't realize this was one of them, even though to note, I am not a spoiler alert for you because the book starts with the end scene, basically from the story. But when you have no real perspective, I feel like there were some assumptions that you already know what Jonestown is. You already know who Jim Jones is if if you have this book, right? I didn't. I would think too. You know what? This is a, a similar a little bit if you were in a time capsule and you just woke up and you didn't know who Steve Jobs was. And the way Lisa Brandon Jobs is talking 
you would be like, okay, why is like, okay, what's the deal with this guy? Like, why is he, why is he so interesting? What, what is his thing? Why does he have so much money? And part of me, I don't know that much about Steve Jobs. Really, I, I mean, that's an understatement. I don't know anything about anything except for about redheaded Mexicans. The point is that I didn't become super invested. It wasn't building up my curiosity as the story went along. It seemed a little dry. It seemed like a historical account of this church. And I didn't realize that ultimately they, I mean, there's a mass suicide. It is crazy how many people this guy basically killed either by brainwashing or by force. It was hard to tell, to be honest. Like at the end, not just, it was hard to tell, like it was hard for me to tell. It was hard for them to tell when they saw the crime scene, basically, who had been forced to drink this poisonous concoction and who had done it willingly. So, wow. Wow. I, what the heck? It's, that's heartbreaking. Heartbreaking. I don't even know. Not cool. Understatement. And by the time I realized that, because the first scene is more of like a shootout scene of the people trying to get away and being attacked kind of that I didn't completely put together that this guy is just caused this much damage. It was shocking. By the time I realized I was like, Oh wow, that was an interesting story. But as I was going along with it and listening Meh. I meant to say meh, like M-E-H, but I sounded a little bit like Diego doing a soft bark for my attention. Number 10, You'll Never Blue Ball in This Town Again by Heather McDonald. I gave this a 4.4. I thought it was good. She has a podcast, Juicy Scoop. She is a comedian. It was funny and interesting but I think she's gotten funnier. So this is like a compliment. I really love her podcast and I think that she has gotten funnier. So I think um, that was probably written years ago and the podcast I like better. So I think that's, that was my expectation for it. Number 11, Life is a Marathon by Matt Fitzgerald. Matt is a guest on an upcoming episode of the Run, Eat, Repeat podcast. We talk about the book. I am going to rate this a 4.8. Highly recommend. Super interesting. Not what I expected. He tells kind of, it's like a very interesting mix of running because he is running eight marathons in eight weeks, driving across the country, meeting people. And there are these people along the way that he meets and he tells these stories as he is on this adventure. But a huge part of the book, it's like there are two parallel stories. It's him running all of these races. And then at the same time, he starts from basically grade school and tells the story of his life. And he shares a ton about his relationship and his marriage and his wife. And this is something that we talk about in the episode. He shares his wife's battle with her mental health and how that affected their relationship to the point of it being close to not being a relationship, them not being together anymore, him wanting to consider self-harm it is very, very well written, super interesting. I think, and if you're not familiar, Matt Fitzgerald has run a lot of coaching training books for athletes. So not just for runners, but endurance athletes. 
And I really love his other book about mindset, How Bad Do You Want It? I've recommended that to a lot of people. This book is not just a coach who wants to write their life story. It is a super interesting, well-written story. And I'm really excited to have him on the show. So if you have time between now, right now, and then pick it up because it'll give you some better perspective on what we're talking about when we, when we talk. So yeah, cause we touch on his relationship and, uh, just the realities of that super, like I said, very, very interesting and a personal story from someone that for the most part, we're just getting awesome running advice from. So boom. And finally, currently, I'm listening to Big Little Lies by Leanne Moriarty. Loving it, obsessed with it, cannot get enough of it, and pacing myself. If I could, that's all I would do. I've considered throwing away my TV. I don't need it anymore. If I can just get my hands on books like this, I'm all about it. Also reading, listening to Getting the Love You Want, which in a full circle situation was a book that Abby Jacobson in her book mentioned. And she said that she, at some point she mentions, I don't know if she's reading it or listening to it along her road trip. And I noted it because I make notes, like I said, as I am reading or listening to these books. And I decided to download that one. So I'm also going through that one too. And if you missed it, last week, I talked about the fiction books that I've listened to recently, and that's episode 114 and episode 111. I reviewed Ladies Who Punch and Duped, so two other books. But if you have any book recommendations for me, definitely send them. I'm going through books way too fast. I cannot get enough. So you can comment on my Instagram post or DM me at run, eat, repeat, and tag me. Let me know what you are doing right now. I always think that is super fun and interesting too. And like I said, a list of all of these books will be on runningrepeat.com. So you can check it out there. Finally, let's get to the awards. There is one special award today. It is last place and it goes to me. I get last place for completely not staying within the two minute rule for the reviews of these books. Congrats to me, last place. Now, if you have a question, you can email runeatrepeat at gmail.com, or you can call the podcast voicemail at 562-888-1644, and you can leave your question there. You can say your name and where you are, then say your question, or you can say your question and then your name and where you are, whatever order you want to do it in. Just go ahead and leave a little voicemail. I'll play it on the show, then I'll answer it and tag at runny repeat, letting me know what you're doing right now. If you're running or eating or doing something else, super fun. I hope that you have a great run. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for listening. For show notes, recipes, discounts, and more, go to www.runeatrepeat.com. You can also connect with Monica on Instagram by following at runeatrepeat. And on Facebook by going to facebook.com slash run, eat, repeat. Be sure to subscribe to the show and please rate and review in your podcast app.